The UDR cast is not affiliated and does not represent any 12-step fellowship. I, Bill Ward, the host of the UDR cast, will be sharing my experience and my journey of recovery. That does include, but is not limited to, the literature contained in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps. Our guests will be sharing their own path to recovery and what has worked for them. The UDR cast encourages and supports all paths to recovery. Welcome everybody to the UDR cast. UDR stands for Uncover, Discover and Recover. My name is Bill Ward and I'm coming to you from the recovery capital of Canada, Calgary, Alberta. Here we are going to discuss everything recovery, different perspectives, different experiences, both with the people I know and with others from around the world. If you resonate with anything you've heard on this episode today, we ask that you share it with anyone who you think may benefit from it. If you have any questions or comments, please find us at billward.life and send us a message in the info section. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. If you are interested in more recovery content, you can find the buttons for the YouTube channel and other social media outlets on the homepage, and you will be redirected to those platforms. We can recover. One person, one family, one community at a time. You know, I think if there's love with strings, it's not love. Um, like unconditional love has no has no strings. It's about you know it, it kind of boils down to the altruism in the doctor's opinion, where we work out our solution to this spiritual malady on the spiritual and altruistic plane. And through the journey of altruism, when, when I first started the altruistic actions, there was no selflessness really in it other than it looked like it. The reality through, of the altruistic action that I performed in my early recovery was I did something nice, but I always wanted something in return. And I think at that point, what I wanted in return is I wanted to save my life. So I did the work that I needed to do not altruistically, but it was an altruistic action because I didn't want to fucking die. And I had learned through my journey of trying to quit on my own and stop on my own, and finally I was crushed by my own self-imposed crisis, that I could no longer postpone or evade. I had to fearlessly face the proposition that maybe not God was everything, but I had to try something different. So I tried this. And even though I didn't really like this, what I did like was I had a place that I could come and I could say whatever the fuck was on my mind. And in those early days, that was really important because I had a lot of anger and a lot of venom and a lot of hate. And you guys just listened. And you accepted me. And I didn't really get it because when I would usually spew that shit out in the regular world, I was met with anger and hate back. So here I learned and I didn't really accept it because I didn't know really what you guys were up to, but I eventually learned that you guys were the same as me 
and that you had been here before me and that you probably had your own bullshit that you were trying to deal with also. So as I kind of start those altruistic actions that were very selfish because I wanted to not die and I went through the book and I didn't really agree with what was being read to me with my sponsor. But I think I had enough faith in the sponsor and the person who was guiding me because I knew when I first heard him speak that he was like me. And it wasn't so much, you know, in the book it talks about it explains many things for which we cannot otherwise account. And in the book, it's kind of describing that allergy. You know, when I pick up and I have no control and I drink or use for days and weeks and I blow all my money and I hurt people. Yeah, that explained many things for which I could not otherwise account. But I think what was more important at that point was the feelings and the emotions that the guy talked about that drove him to pick up those drinks and, and the anger and the the lust and the hate and the resentment and all the stuff that I'm like, fuck, that's me. So going through the book, I just trusted him. And I was like, if this guy can do this and he's like me, then why can't I? So every time I would balk at something in the book as we went through, and I balked at many pieces of that early stages I just remembered, like, this guy's got nothing to gain, and he keeps meeting me where I'm at. He always is on time, and he always gives me a hug. And I'm going to show up again. And I kept showing up. And uh, eventually, you know, I got through my steps with this guy. And... I started doing what he told me to do. He said, chair some meetings. I chaired a meeting. I remember chairing a meeting uh, when I was about four months sober. I was partially way through my steps and it was, it was this meeting. And I was so excited and I was kind of proud, but all I was looking for was validation. I remember <laughs> announcing that at the meetings. Okay, I'm gonna chair a meeting next week. Everyone come see me. So I was, I was announcing that at all the meetings I went to. But you know what? I, I always say whatever it takes to get you doing the altruistic action, whether it's ego, whether it's fear, whatever it is, it's important to get on the altruistic action anyway. Because through the action, over time, I developed a less selfishness. And then about three years in, two years in, I realized that I was doing this action because it made me feel good. I'd feel like shit. I'd be like, okay, let's call someone up, go help them. And then the result was I felt good again. So I'm still doing it with a selfish motive. And then I kept doing it and I kept doing it and I got to a point where I started doing it without thinking, without fucking reservation. And in the step six, which we're talking about tonight, you know, there's two ways of altruistic action. There's the one that I'm describing and then there's the one in the moment in my interactions with life. I can take advantage of this easy piece of tail. But I have to remember that I'm affecting her in a negative way. So in that moment, and I fucking ask God for help because left to my own devices, I want that because it's easy. And I get relief. I don't get relief as, as my spirit, but my ego gets relief. But the thing about the ego is it's never satisfied, so it always wants more and more. So in that moment, through this practice of this program, I learned stop in that moment 
and you unselfishly devote yourself to the welfare, happiness, and well-being of somebody else, I have no right to fuck with somebody else's life. And I learned that the hard way. But that is self-sacrifice. Understanding that the root of the problem is self, and the problem we think arises out of ourself. So my problem actually arises from deep down within. Arises out of me, and it comes out in these behaviors. But if I can start acting right in this moment and sacrifice self, there's a lot of fucking humiliation and humility in that. And I don't mean genuine humility. I mean fucking pain and fucking humiliation because I actually want that. And I leave and I'm like, fuck, look what you passed up. And through the learning process of not getting what it is that I think I want, I don't really know it at the time, but I'm actually gaining in genuine humility. And that's the essence of step six. It is about self-sacrifice. Any person capable of enough willingness and honesty. I got to be fucking willing and I got to be fucking rigorously honest. And rigorously honest means accurate. To try without reservation, step six on all his faults. Repeatedly has indeed come a long way spiritually. So as I clear that channel in these moments, I come a long way spiritually. But that means without reservation, repeatedly on all my faults, not just part time. And to get that state of willingness, like was talked about, Darren, where you really want to change, you fucking ramp up your game and you try something different. And nobody else is co-signing that shit. You got to fucking make that decision in your innermost self. And as you really practice this way of life, you fucking change. And you build something more beautiful and, and more real. And through that process of the step six, where I go through that pain of learning what God's will isn't and trying something different, I get over that hump and I can do this altruistically. And now that same position is presented in front of me with a woman. I don't even think, boom, it's not even an option. Without reservation. Somebody asks you for help, boom, you fucking help them without reservation. And the res without reservation is the key to step seven. That is what step seven is. It's without reservation. Normally, I'm always going to stop and go, what am I not going to get? What, what fear is it? What's this? What's that? And then I make a decision. But when you get good at this and when you heal, you make these decisions without reservation. And that's the difference between six and seven. Six is I'm still working with reservation. Seven is I've surrendered. And I'll finish with this. When you look at the step three prayer and the step seven prayer, the step three prayer ends with, may I do thy will. It's only a possibility. The word may means it's possible. And when you look at the end of step seven, it says, as I go from here to do your bidding. And the word bidding means I, I listen to you. I do what you say. And in the dictionary, it says I surrender in an overly slavish way. And when you look up overly slavish, it means surrender without original thought or idea. I was always reserving because I had my original thought or idea and I was always scared to fucking do something because I might not get something or I might lose something. When you get to that surrender, you're fucking gold, right? And then all the other shit in life doesn't even really matter because there's one thing that matters and it's helping somebody else and without strings attached. Thank you for tuning in to the UDR cast. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. The viewpoints and the opinions expressed today were solely of the individual sharing them. If you resonated with this episode, please follow us and share this link with anyone that may benefit from it. Please visit us at billward.life to see everything that we have going on. We can recover. One person, one family, one community at a time.